Oh shit, do I still have Bitcoin? I need to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Just got an email from Coinbase. <laughs> have, have you ever ever reached a maximum whiteness where you're about to uh, record your podcast and then you get an email <laughs> about your Bitcoins? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh man. I need to go lie down. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club episode 35. My name is Mark Champlin and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. What is up, girls and gays? Today we have, I, I think today we've, we've reached truly a, a, a pinnacle of boring and pointless action films on this podcast. This one this one up there with, with Max Payne, just in terms of, of sheer uselessness to society, in terms of, of sheer, you, you watch it, and there, there's just no reason for it to exist. There's, th- th- we would be fine if if Hitman Agent Forty Seven had never been produced. We would, we would be okay. And it's not even, it it's it's not even bad enough to inspire any form of legitimate anger in me. It's just boring and dull. And somehow we're still gonna scree- squeeze a thirty minute conversation out of it. I think. We've we've um we've done more with less in the yeah, past. Definitely. I think I think we'll find enough ways to riff. Um one thing just immediately I want to mention, um uh well first of all I'm excited that we're gonna finish this and then go watch uh summer games done quick. Hell yes. That's that's gonna be the highlight of my day. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot more interesting than watching Hitman. That's for yeah. sure. Tell me about Hitman Agent forty seven, Mark. Yeah. Um, well, it was directed by um, Alex Alexander Bach, uh, written by Michael Finch and Skip Woods, one of whom um, wrote the um, wrote the first one, I believe, was the yeah. case uh, that yeah. we talked about. Skip Woods was uh, the one of the writers on the original Hitman from 2007. I think uh, if if you have not listened to the Hitman 2007 episode, which I think is like our fifth or sixth episode go Mm -hmm. ahead go back give that one a listen because i think we're going to be making a lot of comparisons between the two films in this one uh this one's not as bad but it's still it's still rough (laughs) it's still pretty fucking rough it's 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 not as bad and it's also not as good um if you've if you've seen if you've listened to the episode or you've seen that first movie you'll know what we mean um there's there's just no artistry in this movie and there's at least an attempt at artistry in the first one uh yeah so um uh, i guess tell me about the plot we (laughs) you know actually real quick i'd wanted to mention you mentioned max Payne in the beginning and much like other movies that we've done that took place in the 2000s I think that Max Payne had some like fun awfulness in its execution yeah. that was fun to talk about, which made it a little more interesting to sit through. This movie's execution is fair to middling, and it was made in 2015 with all that you'd expect from an action movie from the 2010s, and there there wasn't even that. Yeah, uh, so it's, did, it's, <laughs> did it's, the. It's... <laughs> it's not it's not even fun bad right no that's the thing like it's it's not even like enjoyably terrible like max Payne has moments of being so stupid that you can laugh at it and enjoy it uh in between the like repeated hammering into your brain uh but this one i i 
I was watching this <laughs> because I'm a good communist. I was watching this during my my work shift today. <laughs> um, I work I work a a online customer service job, which means that uh, sometimes it's really slow, and I can watch a movie while I do my job. And and the moments where I had to stop watching the movie to like answer someone's question about a video game was more engaging than sitting there and watching this film. Yeah, my anecdote was that I fell asleep not once but twice during the climax <laughs> of the movie, and I had to rewatch the the climax three times to get the full thing uh, while being fully awake. Uh, with that being said, I would love for you to um, talk about the plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got, you know, I can always tell that we watch like a really good one, um, and by a good one, I mean a really boring one. Uh, it, what I, like, I go to, like, usually I'll go to write the notes that we we have for each episode, like, immediately after I watch the movie, so it's still, like, fresh in my mind, and I can kind of get all my thoughts out, and I know when it's it's a bad plot, when I sit down to write the notes, and I'm like, what the fuck happened in the movie that I literally just watched five seconds ago? I don't remember. So yeah, uh, it's it's vaguely the Hitman plot, right? Uh, Agent 47, he's bald, he's got a barcode on the back of his head, as always, and he's like a super assassin who's genetically engineered to be really good at murder. Uh, and in this one, there's like an evil corporation, as per usual in these movies, and they want to find the guy who originally made the, the agent program of all these super assassins and, and get him back into the genetic engineering game. You know, he's been, he hasn't released an album in a long time. They're, they're trying to get him back out there, you know, <laughs> putting, putting more dangerous murderers into the world. Uh, and then the guy who created the super soldiers daughter who is supposed to be the protagonist i think it's one of those you know where you're not really sure um and she's tried to find her father for unspecified reasons i guess because you know she wants to find her dad uh and then at first like it's a weird one right because like the first 30 minutes the 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 daughter character i don't even remember i think it's katya is her name um She's, like, being protected by some guy that looks like Brent Danowicz from Parts and Recreation, um, and I, who I thought was Brent Danowicz from Parts and Recreation. Side note, did you also think the bad guy was Daniel Craig for the whole movie and then find out at the end that it wasn't? No, but I can totally see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I did think um, I did think that Agent 47 looked uh, exactly like James McAvoy the entire time, <laughs> though. There's a lot of, you know... Uh, actors that look like the actor that we wanted to get but couldn't afford and yeah. going on in this yeah it's all it's almost like hollywood has a sort of baseline for what an attractive white person looks like that they just sort of like extend out to every person that they can it's, it's almost like that you might even <laughs> and, say it's getting close to that yeah yeah <laughs> uh, okay but so the reason that it's weird is that she's with this like white bread dude for the first like 30 minutes of the movie and he's, like, protecting her from the hitman. And then at one point, the hitman comes in and just shoots him. Uh, and you think he's dead. And then the rest of the movie, uh, you know, sh she teams up with Agent 47 and finds out that she's also a genetically engineered super soldier who's even better at murder than he is. Uh, and, and, and the other guy that was protecting her is actually working for the, for the evil corporation. And, 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 and the plot is complicated i guess it's not but it's one of those things where like the 
the character motivations are so poorly defined. Our understanding of the character's place in the world and, and where they come from, what their motivations are, why they're doing what they're doing, why the bad guys want to do what they want to do, why the good guys want to stop them. None of that is ever really, like defined for the for the viewer it's not really something that this film is overly concerned about um it's mostly concerned with hand-to-hand action scenes uh and the hand-to-hand action scenes not bad you know like that's the best thing that this movie has going for it is there's some fist fights in it that are well shot and like occasionally some of some of the cinematography is all right and then the rest of it is just it's just it's just so fucking boring and it's it's frustrating because it's such a stupid fucking movie. It is an it is an incredibly stupid movie. Like the, this is one of those movies, and I know you'll know what I'm saying. You ever watching one of these movies, and like you get confused at a part, and you like you get mad at the movie, and you feel like an asshole because you're like, there's no way this movie is actually complicated. But like, <laughs> I'm definitely watching this attentively. Like, am I stupid? Did I miss something? Like, I was waiting for the the moments where th- there would be a reveal as to why that girl was searching for her father, which she doesn't know is her father. She's just obsessively like like maps on her walls, uh, lines uh, drawn across places. A giant oh yeah, map. she doesn't it, even know that it's her dad. Until she like doesn't know it's her movie. dad. I forgot is it, about I, that. Am I an idiot? Does she, is it ever revealed why she, she started no. looking for him? Was she no. just was that like inceptioned into her at birth that she wanted to find the dude? Because I get why she's um and this it was kind. The slightly interesting thing that I'll say about the plot is I like the idea that she was taking anxiety meds her whole life um, to repress her extremely heightened survival senses. Because the idea that is like, you know, anxiety exists in people because we used to have to run from predators. Yeah, sure. Uh, so that was kind of cool where Hitman, like, awakens in her that, like, no, you there's a reason you feel like this because you were given heightened assassin senses and this you're being doling yourself with medication whatever that was kind of cool so that's the 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 way that they choose to portray that sucks so bad it does it does suck looking back definitely lame like like well okay like yeah what one the like mental health angle on that is extremely sus and i don't even i don't think we even have time to get into that but like the the fact that they try to make this movie a psychological thriller by having her have all of these random flashback fisheye shots with shitty like filters around them constantly throughout the movie it just it just looks like shit (laughs) that was one of those things i feel like those shots would have been more fun if this movie was made like 15 years before it was made and then there would at least be like schlocky editing to laugh at but yeah um Yeah. (laughs) yeah it's it's hard to stay on track talking about this you know dumbass movie but i guess i guess the thing that we kind of would want to focus on the one interesting part that turns out not to actually be interesting and we both had this thought where the first 30 minutes and it's exactly at the 30 minute mark where this changes the first 30 minutes where she's just running around with zachary quinto um the hitman i was like convinced was going to be like this like force of nature yeah like a slasher movie like he was like a monster because he was following them he had uncanny senses and abilities to kill and find where they were and they were kind of it was like a cat and mouse thing like alien or something and i was into it and then they just throw that in the fucking toilet (laughs) and and, the hero (laughs) and turns out he's a he's a hero again and you know what thinking about it this is exactly the same plot as the first uh hitman Mm -hmm. the only thing they changed is that 
the the woman that he's escorting is no longer um, helpless and used as a sex object the entire yeah. time. And this time she, you know, kind of has, she doesn't necessarily have agency, but she has the ability to fucking kill people with the gun. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really kind of like, what it comes down to is that making a Hitman movie is a fundamentally stupid fucking idea. <laughs> right? Yeah, I would agree. Um, because the reason that the, the Hitman games work, right? Like, and, and, and something I, I, <laughs> Un- unusual for this podcast i've actually played a decent amount of hitman uh mm-hmm. and and the hitman games are effective because well the good hitman games at least because there's a lot of bad ones but the good ones are effective because they're essentially a black comedy right like the hitman like agent 47 is a ridiculous character you know he's he, he is he is a caricature of of video game protagonists he's this bald masculine dude who's had all of the love and emotion programmed out of him he's gen- genetically engineered to be this like ridiculously good murder machine um and then you put him in the hands of the idiot player and have his sort of self-seriousness and his ridiculous competence clash against the player's own failure to be a good assassin, right? And that's sort of where the humor of the Hitman series comes from, and that's why they're such fun games, is because you get to take on the role of this master assassin and then completely fuck it up in ways that are hilarious, and the Hitman character deadpans all of it. You know, he's wearing ridiculous costumes and stuff like that, and he is being this completely absurd dour character it's that's not to mention that uh with with the 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 player authored content there's also you know set pieces in those in the good games that are very very silly and fun like a giant chandelier falls uh, onto a, a crowd in a fashion show and that's like a way to kill someone or like there'll be a fire extinguisher and you like bash somebody on the head with it or like throw a waffle iron at someone's face. But the waffle iron was clearly placed there yeah. and you're in a chef's outfit. And those are situations <laughs> that were authored by the game to like make that happen. So the the developers, they, they know what they're doing. They know what they're making. Right. Yeah. And then and then to contrast that with like this movie, which is so dull and so self-serious but and like it is a stupid movie like there's a part in this movie where the hitman pushes and zachary quinto like tackle each other off of a balcony onto like a moving subway car and then just stand up and keep fighting each other there's a part where the hitman steals an inhaler from a 10 year old and gives him a knife there's a part (laughs) where they steal a police car and suffer no repercussions whatsoever like it's a dumb movie but it it takes all of those things very seriously and i think it, it there was a there was a fundamental mistake at the genesis of the creation of this film where they said we're gonna make a serious action movie based on Hitman. Why? Hitman is stupid as fuck. Make a fun, dumb action movie based on Hitman. Keep the Hitman character this ridiculous, like, you know, he's he's stoic to the point of absurdity, right? Where he is just constantly like deadpanning everything no matter how absurd it is. And instead they try to make this movie where you know it's really fucking dour and like people are going to die and like the hitman murdering people is a really serious thing and like it it just doesn't fucking work because it's too ridiculous to take seriously but it's not fun enough to be enjoyable in that way so it's just it's just lame 
The, lame fucking movie. The mistake lies in the idea that both of these movies have had where they have to like humanize the hitman at yeah. some point. In the game, there is no moment where the hitman is humanized. He will dress up like a hippie and attempt to sell cocaine <laughs> uh, in <laughs> in a hippie bus, but he is completely self-serious and has the exact same tone that he always does in that scene and that's where the humor lies and in this movie like he he dresses up as a couple different things but it's like oh yeah now he's dressed up like a soldier and he's acting like a soldier or (laughs) he's dressed up like a security guard because he killed a security guard there's no moment where he dresses up like a veterinarian and has to like use uh use cat uh, medication to put people to sleep (laughs) Or something like that, and doing that very stoically, that could make an okay movie. You know, that would yeah. be the movie. But I don't know. They 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 won't make that movie. They choose to instead make the very serious. He walks down a dark staircase and is good at shooting people in the head repeatedly. Movie, which by the way, if you play Hitman like that, because you can, you're fucking lame, and that's the worst way to play those games anyway. <laughs> yeah, God. Um. So. So I think I, I think the thing that really brings this together as a movie I like despise, <laughs> or not even despise, just like a movie that I I was just rolling my eyes at as hard as possible, um, mm-hmm. is is the fact is they it, they're trying to have some kind of message I think <laughs> in this movie. So there's there's a recurring line in this film about how. They're, the how the characters will be like, well, what you do determines who you are. Uh, you know, the the female character says Katya or whatever the fuck she says that. At one point, the hitman says that, and and what they're talking about is how okay, well, you know, these people were literally bred and engineered for murder, but maybe, just maybe, they can overcome that programming. <laughs> And, and and become real real people who feel things and shit. Um and like the 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 evil corporate guy says that like the hitman Agent 47 is incapable of love or fear. He, those things have been programmed out of him. Um and and this uh this plot line culminates at the very end of the film where, you know, we find out that the hitman's other target, besides the evil corporate bad guy, was the girl that he's been traveling with all along, and he decides not to murder her, and and th- and therefore he's proven that he's actually very capable of love by choosing not to murder a single person that he kind of likes at the end of the movie, uh, with whom he is shared. Like, oh god, something I I brought this up earlier about how there's like not a single moment of levity in this film, and like we talk a lot on this podcast about like movies where the protagonists never, or, like the characters never talk to each other about anything besides the plot. But there really mm-hmm. is just no human development in this film whatsoever. And like trying to fucking sell us on the fact that like the hitman cares about this person at all is insulting. It's just it it. it this film thinks so little of you, the audience, and and thinks that, you know, you'll you'll just like feel an emotion because they played some sad music and the hitman decided not to murder someone for once out of the like hundreds of people he callously murders throughout this film. It's 
yeah, I, yeah there, there's ugh. there's just no reason for him to not want to murder her except for the plot that he <laughs> he's murdered plenty of innocent people hundreds uh, throughout this movie there's really no difference between her and any other target except for the fact that the plot had them standing next to each other more often than not yeah and that that is not a good enough justification there and it's not to say that there couldn't have been like an interesting if they were going to do a self-serious hitman movie you really have to play into this but you have to like justify it there's a doctor who episode that this made me think of where there's a there's an alien who really wants to be set free because she committed war crimes and uh, the doctor is going to take her back to her planet and have her stand trial and uh, she's like, hey, look, I'm like actually not that bad. I could have killed all of you people, um, you and your friends, um, long ago, but I chose not to. And he kind of calls her out and he's like, just, he's like, I know what hunters like you do. Like, you, every once in a while, you let one go arbitrarily because they have a nice smile or <laughs> they have a cute baby. But otherwise, you're content to just like slaughter because that's what you do. I'm not going to give you a pass just because you didn't kill me and my friends. And she gets really pissed that he called her out like that. And I kind of thought of this with this movie that they could have explored that and kind of like not let him get away with that bullshit. But they just they just take that and they're like, no, no, he he actually he let her go. Like he, he learned. He's yeah. good now. Yeah, like like we're supposed <laughs> to think that the the hitman is like morally okay because he like doesn't murder someone that he's happened to take a liking to once, you know? And, like, that's supposed <laughs> to be this big revelation. Uh, and 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 that's really lame. Two more things that I want to talk about real quick before we wrap <laughs> this up. The first is that I, I didn't find a chance to mention this anywhere throughout the episode, but I just want to call out the fact that they straight up stole a line from Watchmen in this movie. That, right, yes. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we do need to talk about yeah, that. There's, so there's a part where he's, like, in an interrogate, interrogation room or whatever, and he's being interrogated by some fucking government asshole. And... Agent 47 literally says the you're I'm not locked in here with you. You're not locked in here with me line with like not. It's not like a wink and a nod like, oh, this is a reference. They just straight up stole the line from Watchmen. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much word for word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then and the other thing is the fact that this movie ends on a fucking cliffhanger. Yeah, they were trying to set up the the cinematic universe. You know, the, <laughs> there's going to be Watchmen and then they were going to do Watchwoman. And then they were kind of do Watchmen and Watchwoman, you know, uh, <laughs> fighters of justice. Yeah, God. And they, the Watchwoman is going to have a heel turn. <laughs> so, so they set up like, like, forty minutes into the movie. There's a part where like there's another agent that we clearly see, and whom the subtitle spoiled for me was Agent Forty Eight. Um, yeah me too yeah, yeah i was just right. like oh i guess i wasn't supposed to know who that was but they already told me on accident um and and so you think like oh is this movie gonna be kind of like a showdown between like two of these agents and how how would that go and and then the other guy the other agent literally shows up at the last five seconds of the movie uh and then the movie ends <laughs> they're like on Wait, a rooftop did you I thought you were I thought you were talking about the post credit scene. There's a post credit scene, you know that, right? Oh yeah, there was also a post credit scene that also <laughs> did not There's two cliffhangers. There's two cliffhangers. Good. Yeah, the the, the post credit is that Zachary Quinto, um, you know, we didn't mention it, but he's been also genetically experimented upon because that's how they 
justified this movie having multiple <laughs> super super people yep. is that you know corporations they they be genetically experimenting you know so he has basically like an adamantium skeleton like wolverine where he has su- subdermal body armor which makes it so he can't be killed with bullets uh, so he gets electrocuted and then turns out uh, he he's alive but he got electrocuted now he looks like palpatine and yeah <laughs> i guess i guess he's gonna be a bad guy now well if they ever make another hitman movie we'll be here skip woods we're ready it's, to it's, continue evaluating your work it's coming out right after avatar 2 oh god what are we watching next week mark uh so i just learned just reading this right now that there was a battletoads pilot <laughs> in 1992 oh i'm so, so excited that's, for this so that's what we're watching uh did you see the trailer for the new battletoads game looks yes. bad looks looks <laughs> looks pretty bad i i was actually so the reason i found out about this battletoads thing was um i i would i was uh texting my friend tanner who's a he's a big big beat-em-up fan in general loves the battletoads particularly and I was like, yo, I, dude, I didn't get your Battletoads take yet. And I was referring to the E3 trailer. And he was like, oh, are you guys watching the Battletoads show for the podcast? And I was like, there's a Battletoads show? Are you fucking kidding me? So yeah, this was a this was a television pilot for a series that never got off the ground. Uh, it's another classic from Deke Animation, the creators of the Super Mario Bros. Super Show and other such disturbing things that we've witnessed on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, based on the notoriously difficult and probably not very good NES game, which is called Battletoads and is basically just a ripoff of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've heard this thing is absolute garbage, and I'm really looking forward to watching it. Will there be any foot fetish moments in this television show? Yes, no. I'm going to say 100% yes, and if this is not a horny cartoon, I will eat my socks. I can't wait to see people, see animators uh, animate like they want to feet fuck the frogs. Uh, You can find us on social media, uh, at Cartridge Cinema on Twitter. Uh, Join the Discord. Uh, There is no uh, Discord group for feet fucking. Uh, There will never be. Um, I don't encourage you to be horny in our discord be horny else you know that you that if you're in our discord you're probably also in like a furry discord somewhere <laughs> where the horny is encouraged we we love you guys God. just keep, keep keep it out of our family friendly uh, <laughs> server um <laughs> so yeah you should join the discord it's great uh itunes and spotify and soundcloud and your favorite podcast app is where you can find us uh rate us and uh, give us a review i read a super nice itunes review from months and months ago that i had never actually read um, that was heartwarming. So thank you, person, uh, who reviewed us. I think there's only one review with words. Yeah, I think but there, there are is. several ratings. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, the music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. Um, I'm sorry for, for the closing bit today. It was more horny than I would have liked it to be. But There's something about those. There, there's just something about 90s cartoons based on video games that have a incredibly powerful dark sexual energy to them and for me it was tuesday
<laughs> easy money. Easy. Yeah. Easy. easy. I do this. I do this daily. I do. I do this podcast by sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, that's funny. I almost hung up the call instead of stopping the recording. <laughs> I'm All surprised right. I've never done that. I'm gonna stop recording now.